So as I mentioned in some previous podcasts, you know, first-time home buyers should really represent the highest percentage of the market moving forward into 2023. Just from a demographic standpoint, the millennial marketplace is 72 million people. And now we get the Gen Z's coming up. They represent 68 million people. And the oldest person in that demographic is 25 years old. So I think from a professional standpoint, for real estate agents, for mortgage people, the question really becomes, how are they preparing, given the fact there's a 50-year-old age demographic there, how are they preparing to match the needs of a first-time home buyer as a client understanding them and their needs, and then also from a marketing perspective. You know, today I would like to introduce our first-time home buyer to the show, Stephanos. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me. Stephanos, uh, pronounce your last name for me. Corsaris. It's Greek. Ste <laughs> Ste I couldn't tell. Yeah. Some people can't. <laughs> Some people ask me if I'm German. Do they? Yeah, I'm sorry I asked you if you were German earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really, I'm really excited about this show because it's different. And I think your perspective is going to be critical to how the industry people move forward, really understanding what's important to you. Yeah, I've been pumped about this too, because I, uh, you know, again, being a first time home buyer, if, you know, the market does what I'm, I'm thinking it may do, you need information. Sure. And like, you don't know where to go. There's a lot of different avenues. You know, you got your mother's cousin that's a, uh, that's a mortgage guy. And you got all these people that you may know, but you don't know who to go to, first of all. You don't know much about the market if you're an average person. Like, I, I trade currencies, so I okay. know how the market moves, but I, I haven't paid a, enough attention to the mortgage side because I'm not in that avenue yet. Like, I'm not, I'm kind of ready to buy, but at the same time, the market's not where I wanted to be yet, so I'm not going to be putting forth as much effort into researching it and stuff like that. But after something like today, yeah. this is what I've been looking forward to, where I can get more information, ask you questions, and yeah. then... Uh, See where you, I want to go. You know, and it's really interesting because from a from an age demographic standpoint, how old are you? 28. So you're 28. Yeah. I'm 51. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed that as the generation generation starts to change, like you're really laser focused in on the information in part because you have easy access to mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Where people that were purchasing homes in my demographic, a lot of it was a little bit more emotional mm -hmm. than it was understanding the facts. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, one of my kids asked me the other day, how did you get information 20 years ago? Then you open up the encyclopedia, yeah. you read, and that's really what it was. So really, you just didn't get the information, yeah, yeah. right? Where today you have it right at your fingertips, so it's uh, and it's powerful. It's a different environment that we're yeah. in too now. Um, again, you said you, you have a phone. We were just talking about off the air having that phone as a computer. You have all the information you want, but at the same time, like, what information do you need, right? right. And and that's the question that you got to ask yourself: is like, where do I even go from here? And that's that's. Right. Yeah, that's where we're at. You know, it's a big reason why we did, and I don't know if you've heard it yet, Stephanos, but we did a 15-part series for first-time homebuyers. Perfect. That's video, a video series where you can, it's indexed, so you can go to a part that's important to you so you can better understand the process and what it is that you need to do. It's a great idea. Now, just a couple questions for you. I, I want your overall demographic. So I know you're 28 years right. old. Are you married? Yep. Just got married. Hey, congratulations. Appreciate it, man. Where'd you go on your honeymoon? Uh, we went to Puerto Rico. That's fantastic. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, any kids yet? No kids. Okay. Not, not a, yeah, we're, we're not take, thinking about that. Take yet. your time. Yeah. Take your 100%. time and enjoy yourself. Yeah, we got, you know, we got plans. This is one of them yeah. uh, that we want to do before, um, you know, start popping out babies. It's uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a big commitment. And I, I don't think many people realize that yeah. before having it. You know, you just jump into a marriage. You want to have a baby. You want to, like, go with societal norms. But... 
That's a lot. There should be a test. Yeah. Oh, oh my <laughs> God. I, Psychological test. I've Make always, sure you're ready. Yeah, I've always said, like, how is it that you need a license to drive a car? You need a license to vote. You need, like, all these different things, but you need nothing to have a kid, which is the most important thing you could probably do. I couldn't agree with you. We're going to yeah. get along really well. Yeah. I yeah. couldn't yeah. agree with 100%. you more. We need, like, an application process. We need some kind of, <laughs> like, are you some qualified? Vetting. Or are you even ready? Which right. is, again, you know, with the market right now, you got to... You got to see if you're even ready financially to have a kid, sure. especially I, with the inflation going on. Yeah, and I couldn't agree with you more. Now, do both you and your wife work? Yep. So dual income, 28 years old, married, yep. kids yeah. on the horizon, 100%. say in the next five years. Yeah. Now, when you look around online at houses, yeah. where do you go? It's funny because um, I, I don't know if this, uh, it seems to be because a lot of the women that I know in my life love looking into the real estate market. Yeah. And she has such, like, I'm a... They might be smarter than us, I'm just saying. They might be. They might be a tad <laughs> smart. Um, you know, again, I'm on the currency side. I'm on the yeah. world market side trying to figure out where prices go and stuff like that. And I don't have the time to be looking as much into the real estate market, but she loves it. Like, yeah. that's her hobby. Instead of flipping through Instagram, Twitter, and all these social media, she's on Realtor.com, Zillow, trying to, like, she has a great pulse on the market. So, yeah. you know, you're going to all these different uh, sites. You're, going, you're talking to realtors that you know, mm -hmm. just trying to get a pulse on the market to see where everything is at. In our area, Long Branch, oh, my God. It's uh, prices, like homes that you should be buying for like 400 grand are yeah. listed at like seven, 800 grand. Yeah, right you know, and there's been a, been a big 100%. shift in the marketplace. And this may actually help when you look at value appreciation, mm -hmm. Stefanos. So when you look at, I'm going to go back to 2000. So actually, let me start at 1996. From 1996 to 2003, mm -hmm. how much do you think housing went up by percentage-wise? 10%, 15%? Since 2000? Uh, yeah, to, since I'm just 90... saying from 1996 to 2003. Oh, um, how much did it go up? Yeah, what do you think? What do you think the appreciation is? Maybe 10%? It went up 100%. Wow. So, why now? Why is that? Yeah, it went up 100% because of all the demand on housing. Y2K? Well, I don't know that that had so much impact on it. It was just kind of the demand and, and uh, housing values have been slightly suppressed in the early 90s. Then from 96 to 2003, the average house doubled in price, right? So maybe it went from 180000 to 360000 yeah. by 2003. And we saw it kind of a boom in that 2000 to 2007 where prices really started going okay. up high. When 2008 hit into 2009, there was a crash in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. And we saw real estate values really drop 30, 40 percent, really depending on where you lived at the time. You know, I lived in uh, uh, Sparta, New Jersey. It's like a walloped. It really did because mm. it's not as commutable to Manhattan. Yep. Uh, so the values really dropped significantly there. And it actually took people from that crash in 2008 and 9 until COVID for them to get their values back. That's mm. how much it changed. Now, a couple of reasons why it crashed. Uh, it crashed because there was too much inventory with no one looking to buy a house. And then there was a whole banking thing behind the scenes that really created some issues that had never happened in the past. And I say that just because when you look at today's appreciation, if you were to look from 2007 to 2022, real estate prices have went up about 3 to 4% per year, which is a normal yeah. market. We just happen to get it all back in a two-year time frame. Yeah. So it really feels like prices are inflated. But historically, it's kind of right on pace where, where it should be. Okay. 
So now it doesn't make people feel better when they're going out to look for a house right now. Yeah. And you'll see some ebbs and flows in the marketplace over the course of time. But at this stage, no one's really predicting anything to crash down. Okay. So when you go online, you're looking at properties that you'd be interested in. What do you think your price range would be? Anywhere from, uh, I would say, I would love to buy like a fixer upper, something mm. like that uh, at first. Sure. Pay maybe like 250 300 Sure. For the land and, and uh, a house I could I could make a project. Um, but like, you know, I would love to put some equity into it and, and fix it up a little bit. Yeah. My dad's always been uh, very handy and. Yeah. Uh, kind of rubbed off on me a little bit. So as you get older, you start to get more handy and enjoy doing stuff oh, like that. Me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Can you come yet? over this weekend? <laughs> uh, yeah. I used. I remember being a kid hating to go to Home Depot with him. Right. And now I'm just. It's it's like a kid in the candy store. Right. I don't yeah, know how. Happens. Yeah. It just <laughs> just flicks off or flicks on. But um, so yeah. so we'll say that we're looking three hundred thousand. Would you prefer a single family home? Condo, townhouse. I mean, for us in our personal situation, yeah. uh, we're looking for like a three bedroom, something okay. that we can uh, have. Obviously, a master bedroom. We have an office in there because uh, I work from home, okay. and then um, you know, potential kid having having that third uh, room, which would be storage, and then you know that becomes the uh, you know kids' mm -hmm. room. How long when you buy the house? How long do you plan on staying in it for? Uh, I'd say about five years. Okay, so five years. And from a down, and I'm not going to get any personal finances, but what do you think from a down payment standpoint? How much money would you want to put down either percentage-wise or dollar-wise? Under my expertise, which is yeah. not much and when it comes to the mortgage industry, but I know you, the more you put down, the less you pay over time. It's right? true. That, that's yeah. how it is with cars. That's how it is with, uh, you know, anything you're yeah. financing. So, um, you know, any, anything from 20 to 30% would be ideal if, if we could do it. That's great. So, all right. So we're looking 300,000. We want something that potentially needs work mm -hmm. because you could do You could do the work and you're going to get the appreciation and value yeah. over the course of time. We're going to have kids in the future. So we need at least a three bedroom looking at five years to probably hold on to that property. And you got a really good down payment yeah. as well. Yeah. So that puts you in a really good shape mm -hmm. to buy a house and gain from the appreciation over the course of time. Mm -hmm. What else is important to you? When it comes to... You have to buy a house. Now, keep in mind, your listeners on this are going to be industry professionals, so we mm -hmm. want to educate them as well. 100%. Yeah, location is big. Okay. I, uh, I know, I, know uh, I won't say his name, but he's very big into the real estate market, and um, he's always saying, like, you buy property by the water, it's always going to appreciate pretty much. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, growing up in West Long Branch, like we were saying before, like I'd never take for granted, like where we grow up around here. Those of you guys that, that, that don't know it, a lot of you guys fly into to New Jersey, you're flying into Newark. And that's your only impression of New Jersey. But down by us, down we're, we're in Homedale right now. But Long Branch area, Monmouth Beach, Deal, Rumson, yeah. it's a beautiful area to own a home. Uh, if you could get the market on the downturn, some kind of a correction, and you know, buy a house, fix, buy a fixer-upper, and mm -hmm. let that thing appreciate and keep working on it. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the ideal thing for me is location. Sure. Is, is that like big. the number one for you? Is um, location? No, kitchen. Okay, <laughs> okay. Kitchen, kitchen for me, I, I would say. But um, Do you cook? Yeah, I, I love to cook. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't get around to it as much as I like to, but um, whenever I get the chance, I, I like to cook. Okay. In fact, Nick uh, sent us over some uh, HelloFresh the other day, so we cooked that <laughs> He's up. so it was thoughtful. Amazing. You sound like a great friend, Yeah, Nick. great friend. Very better friend than I am. HelloFresh <laughs> is a solid deal. I can't wait for them to give us a sponsor. Oh we're, gonna, yeah. we're, we're working so hard on that app. I got you, man. So kitchen's number one. What would you say is number two? Um, yeah, I'd say location. Okay. Location. Um, 
I was I was honestly kind of kidding about the kitchen. I yeah. would put that two or three. Okay. But um, but yeah, location is big. Okay. Um, and and you know, it really depends on the state you're in too. I don't know. It's you know, I, I'm I'm we're looking at different states as well where you have a lot of um when it comes to real estate where you want to own a home for the next mm. you know I'm I'm thinking 5 years and move somewhere else. Yeah. Um but like if you're planning on owning a home for like 30 40 years like most of these people are planning on doing, like you got to look at the situation of the state you're in too and what you're actually appeal to when it comes to taxes and mm. and stuff like that, environment, schooling, all that stuff. You got to put all that into consideration when it comes to uh, where you actually want to live and Settle down for the next 30 years. Yeah, that's a, and important. that's a fantastic point because you're looking at multiple states, you're looking at taxes, you're looking at different impacts on that convenience, yeah. right? Because yeah. you had mentioned location yeah. and you work from home. Yeah. Now, do you find most of your friends work from home as well? Yeah, nowadays. Okay. It's crazy. So post COVID, people are still working from home. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't work for, I, I work for myself. So yeah. that's different. But like my wife, she, she's a graphic designer for Macy's. Okay. So she, she used to transfer or not transfer, but um, transit into um, uh, Herald Square in New York yeah. before COVID. And after that, you know, she's been working from home ever since. So mm. uh, I think a bunch of my friends have been working from home now going to the office maybe two, three times a week. Right. But most of the time they're, they're working from home and. Wow. I think companies see more productivity. And and that's uh, where the home office is really important as well. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it, it may, it'd be mainly like where I'm working every single day because she, she likes to, especially working from home and being inside all day, she likes to move around. So she'll go from the living room to the mm-hmm. dining room table to her vanity in the bedroom. And mm. uh, me, I would just basically just stick in that office. So. Sure. So, yeah. How important is quality of life for you? Oh, it's huge. It's huge. That's, I mean, that's why I would, so again, I grew up in New Jersey, yeah. love this area uh, to death, but like, again, because of the market, we've been looking other places, um, looking in, in the Carolinas, been looking in Florida, different places like that, again, taxes, uh, you know, you're, you're getting wallops in New Jersey right now. Sure. Um, so, you know, and, and if you could go down to a place like Florida, it's, you're not paying state income sure. tax, uh, real estate's a lot less. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll be going up soon, but, um, sure. it's, you get a lot more for your money in, in some of the Southern States compared to the Northern. Yeah. And I guess really what you lose is just accessibility to the, to the city, yeah. right? Well, yeah. But, and, and, you know, now it's like, whatever, yeah. you know, the, the yeah. city's not the same as what it used to be, hmm. you know? And, and if you're working from home, you don't need to be in the city. Well, that, that's a big change in the, in the marketplace. And, you know, one of the reasons I asked you about how important quality of life is, you know, to be close to the water, you had mentioned location, 100%. is if I were to go back buying a house for the first time for myself 20 some odd years ago, you know, it's just all about the grind. I just need a house. Where yeah. am I going to hang my hat? Yeah. Because I got to go in the office and I got to work and I got to do different things. And quality of life really never factored into that 100%. for me. And that seems to be a big cultural change, which is a good thing. It's a big thing. Like yeah. when you go on vacation, like if you plan on having like an adventurous vacation where you're you're all over the place like the whole time, you're not really going to pay for a top-notch hotel because mm. you're going to be outside of the hotel the whole time. Sure. But like if, if it's a it's a uh, resort that you're going to be there like the whole time, you want a bigger, better quality of life, better hotel room, and you're going to upgrade that. It's a great that, point. It's you know? a great, yeah. It's the same absolutely. thing with living. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a great correlation. There. Appreciate it. Now, do you rent currently? Yes. And how much is your rent, if you don't mind me asking? It's like 2300 Wow, has it yeah. went up? Two bedroom apartment? No. Wow. Oh yeah, I mean it goes up. You know, every six months to a year. 
So Crazy. It's, it's part of you looking at it saying for $2,300 a month, I could buy a house and have the same payment. Yes. Um, okay. I, I'm, I'm very like back and forth with this. Sure. Um, just because, um, with renting there, there's many benefits and then all, also you're throwing money down the drain. Mm-hmm. Right. And you could say that, but at the same time, like you have the ability to, um, pick up and go wherever you want after a year. Um, you have, you know, you're, you're paying a little bit more, but I could call a guy up for maintenance and he's, he's there within 15 minutes. I'm not paying for anything. Sure. You know, there, there's certain things like that. Flexibility. Um, I don't know. There's multiple different well, things. I get a question for you along those lines. Cause you bring up great point with renting, right? Yeah. You rent a property. It's yeah. kind of, I can walk away, Yeah. but you want to buy a house. Mm-hmm. Why? To own, to own something, yeah. you know, have some equity in something, have some pride in, in a place that you live where yeah. like, I can't, I, like we have an apartment, I don't own it. I don't feel the the um the need to like upgrade it. Like there's plenty of things I could see myself doing. It's a nice apartment, like new amenities and stuff. But like sure. there's things we would like to do and move things around and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, just having a house, having a place that like we could call home. You have a baby, bring them back. You know, have parties at the house and stuff like that. It's more so of just having a house okay. and a little bit more space. Because sure, we're so sure. used to the apartment after maybe three years, so it's you know, just It'd be nice. It's liberating. It's yeah. yours. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a condo either. Condo might be right up our alley as well. Sure, two, two or three bedroom condo. I could see that. You get a little less maintenance, a little more yeah. turnkey. Hundred percent. Yeah, belong to an association. Wouldn't right. mind that at all. So, how have you gone about? Or how will you go about about selecting a real estate agent? Um, I mean, you you really start with the people you know. Yep. You know, your network, just like sales on the other opposite end. You know, it's um. You're going to start with the people you know, sure. feel them out and see if they know what they're talking about. And mm-hmm. and uh, if, if they attract you, great. If not, you start asking for uh, referrals mm-hmm. um, and, and see, like, who knows what they're doing. And, and if you get five people saying, you got to talk to that guy, I'll give him some time, you know? <laughs> right. So now you're obviously on social media. Yeah. So you see a lot of different posts from real estate agents, maybe even mortgage people about houses that they're selling and everything yeah. like that. Is that something that's alluring to you? Like you look at it and say, oh man, this person's selling 10, 10 houses this month. Is this someone I want to work with? If, if they produce, yeah. And yeah. I'm, you know what I'm looking for? Um, a real estate agent that's tough to negotiate with. Okay. Like if, if he is not budging, I don't want to say not budging because you got to be flexible in negotiations. But yeah. uh, if he, if, if the way he's negotiating with me yeah. on percentage of what he gets, yeah. you know, if, I, if I'm selling a house, right? Um, that tells me that they are going to negotiate on the other side for the person buying it. And I'm going to get top dollar for if I'm selling that house. Mm-hmm. And then it's the same thing for someone buying. Like I want a, someone that can negotiate um, uh, a good price for me. Mm. And if I tell him I'm only paying this, he'll be able to go back and be able to negotiate with that owner. So you really look at someone who's willing to just cut their commission right away is almost a weakness. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I don't think someone should be selling themselves at a lower price if they think they value themselves uh, a lot higher than that just to get the client. You know, because like if you raise your price and you do it the right way, if you present enough value, people are gonna pay it. Right. You know. You know, people are gonna pay six percent if you know you're going to get top dollar for your house or your right. property that you just sold. That's that's great perspective. I hope everyone was listening to that one. Yeah. No, because it's important, yeah, 100%, right? 100%, yeah. Because really it could be indicative of who you are. 100%. Yeah, yeah that's that, great. That tells me what's going on behind closed doors on the other side of the, uh, on the, other side of the negotiation. Sure. 
All right, so we're going to ask around. We're going to try to get a personal referral for an agent, but you know, could be attracted to some things you see on social media if they're a real player in the marketplace and advertising themselves correctly. Mm-hmm. And you want someone that you know right out of the gates a strong negotiator. Hundred percent, it's fantastic. I actually got that. Just so you know, yeah. um, I was in sales before. I was in. I, I was helping businesses accept credit cards. I was in credit card processing, mm-hmm. and um, that's sales. You know, you're looking to build a book and, and looking to help uh, different business owners and help them save money and stuff like that, and to build my skill in sales, what I was doing was I would role play calls with real estate agents. Yeah. Um, and plenty different ones. Yeah. So I knew the good ones from the bad ones that were good at negotiating. So like I have that background sure. that I know like who would be a good real estate agent and who isn't. And there was no secret that one that was doing really well with the role playing and could answer any kind of rebuttal, stuff like that, they were top producers for their uh okay. for their company. How much time do you give someone right out of the gates to, to see if they're the right person for you? So you're on the phone with me. How do you know? Is it 30 seconds? Is it five minutes? Yeah, honestly, it yeah. could be pretty quick. Yeah. It, it could be the first two minutes. You could tell if someone knows what they're talking about. Sure. Uh, but at the same time, like these professions, you got to give it time to to build rapport and, and mm-hmm. see like if you guys even have a connection. Yeah. And then you see if they, they know what they're talking about and if they can uh, they can guide you through that, that um, area that you're looking for. It's, That's fantastic. Yeah. Stephanos, we're going to take a quick break and I want to come back back on this subject and some other things. So thank you. We'll be right back. So are you ready to launch your new career in coding? Treehouse has one of the best and most affordable online classrooms for you. At Treehouse, they've really thought of everything with the learning process and have a built-in proven system to get you the skills and knowledge you need to achieve your goals. When you're done with the course, you haven't just watched a video like some other companies. You've actually learned, practiced, and absorbed the concept. Or another option is to choose to build a portfolio. You can create a network and land your dream job with their boot camp style tech degree program. Land a development job this year. Whatever your goal, they'll get you there. And you mentioned us today, get a special 50% off your first month as a podcast listener through a special discount link. That's at teamtreehouse.com forward slash sign up underscore code forward slash podcorn courses. Or you can go to yourmortgageprocess.com slash sponsors. Welcome out back, everybody. Stephanos, thanks again for joining us. Absolutely. First time home buyer, debonair, handsome guy. <laughs> Appreciate it. Thank you so much. So kind of coming back to the, the real estate agent and selecting it, how are you, how do you feel about people calling you if you put an inquiry in on Zillow or Realtor.com? I'm sure the phone would blow up. Is that a good way for a real estate agent to try to gain your attention? If they know to speak on the phone. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, if you're persistent yeah. and like you're not going to give up, like it's, it's all a numbers game. So right. if you just keep reaching out to somebody, but not in an annoying way right? and not like breathing down their neck, right. it's just like trying to educate them and also like helping them uh, figure out what they want and, okay. and, you know, solving a problem for them, which is either moving out of their house or trying to buy a house themselves. Right. Uh, but like someone that's persistent, but not annoying. Yeah, you're you know, good with it, Dad. Yeah, 100%. Okay, good, so it's a good yeah, lead generation process for people. Yeah, because most people, like, you know, they got everyday jobs. They got things they're worrying about at home, stuff like that. So they don't have time to be researching and doing all this stuff. Sure. So the chance they get to, um, when when they keep getting calls, it's just a reminder that I need to keep working on finding this house or 
right. doing my research on this stuff or yeah, I just I don't have the time to, to call out to real estate agents and do that stuff. So if you keep calling me, it's it's good. It's, it's the best. As long as you're coming from a position of help. Oh, exactly. Right? Exactly. Education. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah. So how about I'm going to shift gears to the mortgage person. True. Everybody loves mortgage people. There you go. Is that <laughs> typically not how it is? <laughs> how do you go about selecting a mortgage professional? Same thing. Same yeah. thing. Because it's still the same skill set. Right. Still persuasion and still like helping someone buy a house. Mm-hmm. So it's it's all like the same stuff. Like that's what I'd be looking for. What would turn you off about somebody? What wouldn't you like? Just um, you could smell the commission on their breath. Right. right. You know, that's that's the main thing. And you could tell very easily. Right. Like I, I, I think like um, everyone's born with a gift. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think like in the most humble way, I feel like I've always been able to read people really well. Right. Right. And you were asking how fast can I tell if someone's for real or not? Sure. I could tell pretty quickly. Um, so it's, you know, having that is, is a nice skill set to have when it comes to like selecting somebody. So sure. if you could smell that commission on the breath, if you could tell like they're just looking for a paycheck or they're not really, uh, right. Really into it. They're not actually asking you like clarifying questions or questions that like would lead you to, um, you know, answer a question or something sure. that's important to them. It's sure. don't just spew information at me and aggressively. Yeah. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's all like a question based uh, answering. Right. Uh, good, good stuff. Now from, uh, have you been through the pre-approval process yet for a mortgage? Uh, I have, um, I have not, I did a while ago when mm-hmm. we were starting to go through like mortgage stuff and, and, uh, like just dab dabbling into it. Sure. And I don't think I completed it, but, yeah, I, we just haven't gotten to that yet. I'm going to uh, shift ta- shift gears on you right now. Sure. What questions do you have about that process? Actually, throw a question out there, whether or not it's mortgage, real estate. I'm, I'm brand new, so I'm okay. just, you know, there, there's no, I wouldn't say any questions other than, like, just how, do, how would I start? Well, I mean, the best way to start is to talk to a, a loan officer, get an idea as to what you qualify getting for. Getting checked off right now. Right. <laughs> and part of the process, some of the qualifying questions I already asked you, right? How much okay. you looking to spend? How much you looking to put down? And what's your overall goal, right? How long do you plan on being in the house for, you know, that questioning style? Where do you want to be? And that way we can get a really good gauge as to what's important to you. Mm-hmm. From there, generally, I'd lead someone down the path of the application, a lot of times we just do it online right now. Send you a generic email that leads you down the path of completing an application right on my secure website. Once you hit submit, everything will merge into my database. I'll take a look at it and I'll give you a call. Okay. And we'll go through it in detail. I like that. So Easy. it kind of makes, yeah, it makes it nice and efficient. It lets, mm-hmm. allows you to do the application on your terms as well. Mm-hmm. Because you can't always do it at two o'clock in the afternoon when the mortgage person calls you. 100%. Right? You do it at night, especially you get your wife. You want to be together doing it as well. Mm-hmm. And then we take a look at everything, lead you down the right path. Then we can have a good conversation with the real estate agent to get an idea as to, okay, here's where you're looking. Here's our price point. Is it realistic Mm -hmm. for what we're looking to do? Because what you find is, you know, when you're out shopping for a house, when you look at the cost of money as a whole, even though interest rates are a little bit higher, generally speaking, for every additional $10,000 that you borrow, Stephanos, it changes your mortgage payment by about, right now it's about $55 a month. So if your budget's three hundred. dollars and then you look and say, well, for three twenty-five to three thirty, I'm really getting so much more. Man, that may impact your payment. Hundred and fifty dollars a month. It could be worth it to take a look at it mm-hmm. in more detail. And those are kind of constant conversations that I'd have with you as as a home buyer, first time home buyer, and mm-hmm. also have with the real estate agent, mm-hmm. because it's really important that everybody's on the same page. Yeah. 
I think where things can go sideways at times is if, A, people aren't listening to you, and then B, when the whole, your whole team isn't on the same page. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, as the consumer, I mean, it's your show. Mm-hmm. So and we have to be able to communicate with myself, with the real estate agent, with a real estate attorney, yep. very important part of the process to make sure everyone's satisfying your needs. That's where every problem arises is communication. So what you were just saying, it's, it's all just based around communication. So if you're not talking, you know, uh, on, the, on the same wavelength, then, then you're going to. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's everything in life, right? Any relationship that you're in and let's face it, you know, with you and I working together and there's an agent working, everyone's in a relationship. It's a business relationship, but we're trying to make sure, you know, everything's falling into place with the least amount of stress friction. Yeah. It's possible because purchasing a home can be stressful. Oh yeah. A lot of different moving parts on it. hundred percent. So from a process standpoint, you know, once you kind of break that down for you, you're pre-approved. Mm-hmm. And you're working with a real estate agent, you find a house Mm -hmm. and you put an offer in on that property and that offer is accepted, which basically means the seller agreed to the terms of the contract that you put out there. Mm -hmm. Once that's done, it goes to a process called attorney review where you have three days with the attorneys on both sides, sellers and buyers side, kind of working out some of the details. And then you're officially under contract once you're out of attorney review. Once you're out of attorney review, you have 10 days to have your home inspection done. Okay. And home inspections are not required. And that's an important part to know. I didn't know that. So on a conventional mortgage, which is essentially a a standard bank loan done through Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac conventional, it is not required that the home inspection is done, but you probably want to have it done for your own edification to go Mm. through it. Now for you, you may be super handy family that's in the business. Maybe they're just doing the home inspection for you. But you want to know the major problems, if any, with the property. Yeah, 100%. You got to know if there's an oil tank down there. You got to know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have one right now. That a, a gentleman, a couple actually that's closing this week, there was an oil tank on the property, so they had an oil. Yeah. Uh, they had a uh, oil test to the soil done Okay. to make sure it came back negative. How'd it go? Great. Oh, yeah, good. it came back negative, yeah. and it's really important. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. That's, that's a ten fifteen thousand $15,000 thing you got to pay oh, for minimum. to get that thing lifted out. And, minimum. And, yeah. Yeah, you're you're screwed. If I mean, you that could be fifty, sixty thousand if the tank's leaking. Like, it could yeah. really be a, a a big expense. So it's a big like turnoff for uh, real estate investors. Like when yeah. you're when you're looking to buy a property, stuff like that. The, one of the first things you're just checking if it everything's lining up. And then you see that the um they got an oil tank. It's like it's it's a turnoff. It's sure. like all right, it's not even worth dealing with this project because your P and L is just not going to work it out. Can, yeah, I mean it it can be certainly. I mean this yeah. market you've seen crazy things happen because yeah. there's been a, a short supply of properties, but for the most part you don't want to you don't want to deal with the, the oil not worth it. Of it. <laughs> but you get the home inspection done from a lending standpoint. We collect your documents from you, your your W2s, your pay stubs, your bank statements, photo ID, full tax returns if you're self-employed for 2 years. So we can create some inf- enough information to put everything together, send it to our underwriting department. Now, there's two really important dates on your purchase contract. One's the commitment date, and the other's the closing date. What the commitment date is, is that means an actual human being that's an underwriter looked at your file, Stephanos, and said, we're going to lend the money. Mm. And they issue a mortgage commitment. Once the mortgage commitment is done, then the next date, of course, becomes the closing date that everyone's going to rally around. Mm. Now, a couple things that happen during that process, you do have, a, have to have an appraisal done to the property. Mm. Appraisal is a cost that you do pay out of pocket. They're typically in the $500 range. 
and the appraiser will go out to the property, do a market analysis as to what the value of the home is. And a couple things that you have, you can see, especially in a market right now where prices have been, they're starting to stabilize, but when they were increasing is making sure that appraised value of the property comes in for what the purchase price is. And if it doesn't, like say you're buying, buying a house for $325,000 and it appraises for $300,000. What do you do? It's $25,000 shortage. Mm -hmm. And in this type of market, a seller's really not going to make up that difference for you. So you need to either be prepared to pay it out of pocket or you need to understand what your options are up front from the lender. So for someone like yourself who's putting down 20 to 30%, if the property were to come at a lower number, mm -hmm. you have enough money in that 20 or 30% to make up that difference. Yeah. The only difference for you, it changes the percentage of the value of the property that you're borrowing. So if you're putting down 30%, now you're putting down 20% because you're making up that shortage, as an example, mm -hmm. well, you just need to know that up front and what Absolutely. your options are. I uh, know everything. <laughs> well, you got to know everything. Yeah, yeah. And that's why it's important to have conversations like this to yeah. understand, you know, what are the different situations that you can run into? Absolutely. I mean, I'm already getting a ton out of this. I can only imagine other people's wells. You know, I didn't know this whole process, like how, you know, from the point that you choose the house mm -hmm. or even before that getting pre-approved, I didn't even know this whole length of, I, I imagined it was, it was pretty lengthy, but mm -hmm. I didn't know like the order of how everything went. And it's pretty interesting. Yeah, and you know, we skipped over a couple of the, the details yeah, in there, yeah. other things that are going to happen for the purpose of time, but that's kind of the it in a in a nutshell. That's awesome. It's easy. It seems you, simple, but I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of hiccups, a lot of uh, road bumps and whatever. It's it's about the education, yeah. right? And just understanding what you're getting into when mm -hmm. you're going to, to purchase a home. Yeah. And typically from a time frame standpoint, Stephanos, you're looking at about, I'd say 45 days. From the time you go into okay. a contract to purchase a home... You should be able to close on that transaction within a 45-day time frame. Okay. Now, have you spoke ever spoken to a real estate attorney? I, um, I have, but not yeah. for this. Like, just through networking and stuff like that, I uh, I know a few. But, you know, we I, I wasn't in that frame of mind yet to be ready to buy a house yet. So mm -hmm. I just I wasn't picking his brain about that yet. So now from a real estate attorney standpoint, how would you go about selecting your real estate attorney? Same thing. Just who yeah. who do I know first? Do they know what they're talking about? And then if not, then keep asking around. Sure. Would you accept a referral from? Yeah, the, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because you find at times the closer the knit of the community that you're working with, just the oh, more yeah. seamless yeah. the transaction. Yeah. Like in any business, right? Hundred percent. When you know when everyone knows each other, everyone's working on the yeah. same common goal. Yeah, and back to you know the football reference, it's like you have the same coaching regime in there for multiple years. Everything's going to be right going pretty well. You know, so yeah, Stephanos and I got along right out of the gates because he's a Jets fan and I'm a Patriots fan. Yeah, <laughs> ran into a wall real quick with that one. Uh, I'm not a fan of Boston sports. Right, no, no, you, you made that clear. <laughs> it's all good though. As you get older, it's whatever. <laughs> Doesn't make you as angry. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. That was your whole life as a kid. It is your whole life you as know? a kid. Yeah, hundred percent. That's that's it's all you fun. care about. You know. It can be, and then as the as your kids grow up, you have kids, they grow up, you're like really into sports again. Because it's fun to go through that process with your kids. Oh, I bet. When you I get bet. there. You're living your whole life vicariously through them, so it's... It's really it, fun. Yeah, I bet. I got a question for you about home ownership. How many homes do you think you'll own in your lifetime that you live in? There's a That's an interesting question because there's uh, somebody I trade with that does really well. He actually lived in Canada for a while, Yeah. and he's Pakistani, moved back to Pakistan within the last year. And bought a house out there. And now he, one of his goals is to kind of own a home 
in different areas of the world just mm. in case anything happened in that part of the world, which appealed to me. I was like, wow, that's actually a, you know, because I have family out in Cyprus yep. um, from my dad's side. I have, you know, family over here as well. And Are you I, Greek? Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Um, but like, you know, that that kind of appeals to me. But, um, you know, not too many. There, there's, there's one very ambitious goal that I would love to to accomplish, and it's a house in Rumson that um, wasn't in my family, but my great grandmother um, met this man after my great grandfather died in the eighties. Yeah. She met him in the early nineties. Down to earth, great man. Um, lived in Rumson, ninety nine Rumson Road. He was an engineer. Um, and she ended up moving in with him and he took us in as his own family. And yeah. I would, I would spend like every Saturday going there for lunch. I used to mow the lawn, six acres of land. Um, and then he passed away and it was sold to a prominent family in, in Rumson. So they actually ended up buying it from the estate, redoing the whole inside of the house and doing tours and stuff with it. Mm-hmm. And my whole thing is I want to buy that house and like kind of bring it back into our family. That's great. So I want to do that in 2030. So that's why I'm only planning on owning this home. For maybe five, five to ten years. Okay. Um, something like that. But that's, that's yeah, fantastic. Probably, probably only own that as a personal, and then I do plan on owning commercial real estate, you know, apartment complexes down the road, possibly. But uh, you know, cash flowing property. Sure. That's another discussion. Yeah, no, that is, and that the, so for you when you're looking at real estate, big picture. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, the you see the value in owning commercial real estate, personal real estate. You know, things that could drive cash flow longer term. Mm-hmm. Would you say that's the norm for uh, y- your friends in the community that you... My plan? Like what I plan on doing? Yeah, just as far as owning multiple properties. No. Okay. No. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as you grow older, you kind of mature a little bit. And, sure. and some people stay where they were. And some people, you know, look for, for more. Right. Uh, and I, I feel like I'm a little bit of an outlier when it okay. comes to that. So... I not many of my friends, personal friends, would like to own real estate, and they don't really talk about that too much. Why um, do you want real estate? Cash flow. Yeah, that's that's the best. You get passive income. You know, you it's coming in every single month, just hitting your bank account, mm-hmm. and you know you don't have to deal with people too much. Right. You know, which isn't a bad thing. It's just like when you're in either sales or anything like that, you're coming across different personalities and stuff like that all throughout. And when you've been through that for years. It's like, okay, now I want to start getting into something where I could park my money, where it's going to appreciate in value and also bring in cash flow. And it's just coming in. Like, you're no, you're no longer trading time for money. Sure. It's, it's not as much. No, it's passive. It's not, yeah. yeah, it's not as much of, like, not having to deal with people. Like, that's, that's not that big of a deal. I love people. But it's like, some days you just don't feel like doing it. It sure seems like, you know, looking at a longer-term trend, you can never live... You can never lose on real estate. They're not Everyone making any needs more a place dirt. to live. Yeah, they do. Yeah, and if you can, you can get multiple apartment complexes. Bringing in rent of the average rent is like right around anywhere from two thousand to twenty three hundred. Someone's always going to need a place to live in an apartment, and you can fill those apartments up. And uh, yeah, that's that's the plan. Now, do you look at yourself from an investment standpoint? So, a first time home buyer coming into an investment standpoint, did you think that the better opportunity? in the market is through real estate or the stock market longer term? Probably real estate. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Real estate. Cause the, the market, the stock market is, uh, it's, it's all over the place. Right. And, um, you know, you gotta have a good portfolio. You gotta know what you're doing. Uh, if you want to get into that, it's, it's one of the hardest things to make money in. Sure. And it, it's more of a gamble than it is with real estate. Yeah. Real estate, again, it's, it's producing cash flow. Um, stocks, you know, produce dividends, stuff like that. But, I don't know. I, I think real estate's more of the um, 
maybe the more difficult over time. It's probably got a little bit more risk associated with it, in some ways upfront risk. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I've never met a wealthy person that doesn't own real estate. Exactly. It's, it's created the most amount of millionaires in the, yeah. in the world. Yeah. That's I great. You can't, and you can't start soon enough. Yeah. I would think if, if you were to ask, pull anyone in my age demographic, if they had one regret, they wish they had bought more houses and when they were younger. Yeah. Because time goes by. More single family or multifamily? Well, did not so no real distinction on yeah. the type of property. A multifamily mm-hmm. always obviously has its benefits, but it's just about it's about time. Time goes very quickly. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like it's going to go quickly, but it does. And you know, had you had a portfolio of ten properties, then those would be paid off now. Yeah. Now, to your point, it's all passive income. Yeah. Plus, you have the appreciation in there. Plus, you have tax deductibility in there. So you have so many different facets of real estate lending that are much more favorable to certain investment portfolios, certainly. Yeah. I mean, what other investment can you have that appreciates in value, that you get a tax deduction for, that can give you passive income at a high level once it's paid off? And you have someone in there renting it that's paying your mortgage for you. Mm. None. Right? That, that's why, like, I feel like I'm kind of like an outlier in terms of uh, the market that I'm looking in. Because yes, we would like to own a home. I just got married. That social structure of like wanting to buy a house to to be comfortable and stuff like that. That's definitely there. Sure. But part of me, like, I was I was kind of defending renting. Yeah. I don't mind renting and having that flexibility, paying a little bit more. But at the same time, like, you're not paying taxes on that property. You're not paying maintenance stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But now I can. I can go out and buy a cash flowing property instead, rent where I live, buy a cash flowing property, then eventually buy another one where now I'm renting for free. So now my own sure. place is for free, you know, and then eventually you buy your own home with the cash flow from that, mm-hmm. from that real estate portfolio. So it's, there, yeah, there's no. many different avenues you could go for. And I know that's kind of an outlier, but it's, uh, no, no, yeah. it's smart. Yeah. It's smart. Say a question for you about marketing to you. Mm-hmm. What do you think the best way would be? So, Every real estate agent wants your business, right? Oh, You're yeah. someone who can buy a house, you can want to buy multiple houses over the course of time. What's the best way to get in front of you? You know, short of a personal referral, if I'm a real estate agent that's trying to drive business, how would you want to be marketed to? Either knock on the door or call. Okay. Or maybe even uh, get creative on Instagram or social media. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, reach out real quick and it's got to be creative, something that's going to catch your eye. And, right. Um, but, you know, being in the sales game for, for many years, it's, you, you know what you're looking for. And, and when it comes to real estate agents, like there, it feels like a new one pops up every, every, uh, you know, so you got to be able to, to, to separate yourself from the competition. It's a very right. saturated market, especially with, with today's world. I've talked to many different, uh, real estate agents talking about the current market mm-hmm. and, and, you know, trying to, to find properties and stuff like that to sell. Uh, you got to just be able to, to separate yourself from the competition and, and do do more than, than and that's in any business. Sure. Now, do you find yourself? Would you have if you found the right person? Would you be loyal to that person oh, as a yeah. real estate agent? Yeah, okay. Yeah. As long as they are to me, it's yeah. You know. So once they've locked in, they, you got the right value proposition. They've educated you in the right fashion. Boom, yeah. they're your person. Hundred percent. Okay. Yeah. If, if if I could trust them, like it's you know we'll, we'll keep working, and then eventually, if I'm buying properties, I'll work with them as well. Right. Well, if, why why change it up? Hey, Stephanos, do you have any questions for me, a guy who's been in this industry for 24 years? Just how do you like it? Like how, um, how is everything right now? Like in, in, uh, in, in the, in the industry right now for you? Like what, um, 
what do you what are you looking on improving on and so i, I love the social media presence i yeah. think that's uh you know, you're separating yourself in that way, which I don't think many people are doing. So well, no, I think I mean, and I appreciate that. Right. I mean, a couple of different things there. When you look at the current market, and we did a uh, marketing report last week as to what's going on after the Federal Reserve meeting. Yep. Uh, you're going to see interest rates are probably going to continue to trend up mm-hmm. for now through the end of the year, and we'll see where things go. We'll see how the war overseas impacts the the domestic economy over the course of time. And I think you'll see some flattening out with real estate prices. You're not going to see a crash. Mm-hmm. It's just we're not built the same way we were built 15 years ago mm-hmm. as an industry. But you'll see flattening out. So you're not going to see prices, properties going for $100,000 over asking price. Mm-hmm. You see them going for asking price yeah. and get back to a little bit normal of a marketplace. You know, I think which, nice. yeah, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. You know, having yeah. balance in anything is really important. Mm-hmm. Whether or not it's work-life balance, you know, it's balance in your relationship. Whether or not it's balance in, balance in the in the economy mm-hmm. in the real estate market. You want supply and demand to be kind of meeting balance each up. other. Yeah. yeah, because then everyone everyone gets treated fairly. Exactly. No one's at a competitive advantage. And I think we're going to really start to see that. Yeah going Be forward nice. into the back end of this year and into next year. Nice. So I'm pretty optimistic about where the market's going to go. And what's really important to me and, and why I was really happy to have you on the show today is you're that, you know, you're that buyer for everybody, right? Mm. You're that client of now and of the future that we need, just need to make sure that we're giving you what's important to you. Absolutely. You know, you find when you start to get into slight generational differences, Mm-hmm. That you know, you know, you think this is how people want to be spoken to, and this is how people want to be marketed to, and this is how this is how it should work, right? But really, being able to understand what's important to you sheds a lot of light on. Well, maybe we should be thinking more about what's important to the to the end user, right? Mm-hmm. Of anything, and that's in any type of business. The evolution of that. I got to say, one of the things that you said today that I really loved was the negotiation end of it. Mm. And I mentioned it a couple of times because hearing you say that, I would agree with exactly what you said, mm-hmm. but that's, that's critical. You just don't, can't give away money as, no. a, as a real estate agent yeah. or as a mortgage person if you're providing the service and the value associated with the, with the end product. And it really demonstrates to people, well, how hard are you going to work for me? Yeah. And what do, you, what do you think of yourself? Right? Even if you're not um, subconsciously thinking about it, as like like if you weren't me and and you know I'm thinking about this in the back of my mind, if if you're like a normal person, you're still going to be able to feel that. Yeah. You know. So if if someone's trying to sell my house for for X amount, or if I'm trying to sell myself for X amount, and he says okay, I say I only want to sell it for one percent. Uh, I'm only paying you, and he says okay. Like <laughs> what's going to happen in, in the other room? Right. Would you ever try to sell a house on your own? Or would um, you hire a professional? I'd probably hire a professional. First Fine. of all, the time. Yeah. And then again, you're a professional. Like you, you, even though I feel like I could do better negotiating, maybe. Yeah. Um, you still know more <laughs> than I do. You know, it's. Yeah. I'd, I'd still rather like pay somebody else to to handle that if they're, especially if they're good. Right. But if it's if, if they're not, I you know in most cases I'd probably want to take it over myself. Yeah. But that's something you probably have to fight because. Yeah, and then know, probably on the mortgage front, I'd probably ask you the same question: Want a professional working for you? Yeah. Right. 100%. Well, which is interesting, yeah. Do it yourself world, right? Yeah. You yeah, know? it's I mean it's it's very easy to be like, let me just sell this house myself. Right. You know, or let me go buy this, let me go door knock and see who's looking to sell me their house uh for X amount of dollars and I'll just do this all on my own. It's, you know, 
it's wishful thinking, I feel. Yeah. You know, I, I think you bring something to the marketplace. A real estate agent would bring something to the marketplace that, or bring something to the deal that maybe I didn't realize because they did 10,000 deals before that, that, you know, that happened. Like, this is my first time. Right. So I, I wouldn't, I don't think I'd be going there or how. Yeah. Now, that's, that's great insight. And I tell you, if I have any questions about currency, you're the guy to talk to. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yeah, 100%. Any any questions at all that, that you have for me, Stephanos, I may You've, be able to answer? My, my main thing was the process okay. of, uh, of you know, going pre, getting pre-approved, what happens after you get pre-approved, and, and, and that route. Like, I, that, that's the main thing I just wanted to know. Yeah. Uh, but I'll, I'll certainly be, you know, we'll be exchanging numbers, and I'll be uh, shooting you a text when I have any kind of questions well, about this. Well, if you need anything, let me know, and we'll get the link out to you as well that, that breaks down the process in, in YouTube in a little more detail. 100%. And I can't thank you enough for being here today. I'm sure you're really busy. You took time out of your day to be here. Absolutely. Uh, and I My think pleasure. you had a ton of value in trying to help us become better at what we do. Oh, yeah, man. Pleasure so, of mine. Oh, thanks I, so I, much. I, mean, I, th I think it's great what you guys are doing with this because this you're, you're educating other people, and when you're doing that, people are like – they 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 want to they want to do business with you and yeah. they they want to ask you questions they want to find out if you know what you're doing right because right. when when they find that out it's like okay maybe this is someone I should go with uh, so when you get your presence out on social media YouTube Facebook and people just have a simple question they look up that question on YouTube and your video pops up first it's it's an association by just seeing you every day on YouTube right. they're gonna trust you and they're gonna they're gonna want to do business with you so. Um, just educating the public. I think this is great. So just I, keep it I, up. And I appreciate that, Stefano. Oh, yeah. Spread the word, would you? Oh, I got you. All right. Thanks you. for being here today, Stefano. So appreciate thank it. you everyone for listening today. Again, my name is Greg Wareham. This is Your Mortgage Process, and we'll look forward to catching up with you next week. Appreciate Thanks, it. everyone. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Your Mortgage Process, hosted by Greg Wareham, produced by Greg Wareham and Nick Pavise at The Social Rift, and executively produced by The Social Rift. Thank you again for tuning in, and we look forward to catching up with you next week.